2: What's up, there, everybody? Welcome to your ear holes, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, where we never make you play on a bad angle. I'm Marcus Grant, alongside Michael F. Florio, producer Justin is at the controls, and uh, welcome. To I guess what we consider the after party. I know it's week 18. I know folks are playing DFS. We will get into that. I know there are some of you psychos out there that are still playing season-long leagues. Uh, God bless you if you are one of those folks. But we will uh, do our best to help you out as we get ready for the weekend slate of games. Uh, but Florio, I guess we should I guess we should start with the news that hit like literally moments before we started recording this show, uh, and that is that Antonio Brown has officially been released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh i don't i don't really know what to say about this other than i guess i've just been sort of watching this from afar with popcorn i don't know if you have any deep insights other than it has been maybe the expected roller coaster ending to this partnership
1: yeah i i I thought this was the one team that was gonna make it work with ab it looked like tom brady was the best pr rep in the business making him look good again and then this happened uh From the text he put out, it sounds like he's pretty banged up right now. I don't think we see him again this year. He's saying business is going to be booming next year, though. So just another storyline for us to pay attention to all all offseason and and get the popcorn ready.
2: Get the popcorn ready, indeed, uh, in case you somehow have missed all of this. Uh, Antonio Brown put out a statement on Wednesday night uh about uh, you know his situation basically telling his side of the story uh, about why he was sent home or, or left the field or however you want to describe it uh and you know what's funny about this I, I'm not going to go through the whole statement basically he says he was hurt he says the coaches knew it he says they basically forced him into the game and said if you don't then you're done what I thought was funny about this and a friend of mine pointed this out to me somewhere in there the Jets catch a stray like he's talking about he's talking about his ankle injury and how he's so hurt and how they you know they they put drugs in him to, to try and numb the pain or what have you. But there's one line in there he's like, and hey, we were losing to the Jets and that was really frustrating. And it's like if I'm the Jets, I'm like, wait a minute, I had nothing to do with this. Or why are you dragging us into that? Uh, that part was very very funny to me. Um, and then the Bucks made uh, they, they made it official. They released him on Thursday morning. And uh, you know, they put out a statement of their own saying that they were not aware how hurt he was and so on and so forth. Whatever. People will debate this thing ad nauseum. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> let's just bring on the, let's bring on week 18, let's bring on the playoffs and uh you know, whatever. The world will continue turning. Um, into some news and notes real quick though before we dive into the meat of the show, some big news. Uh, Big ish news, I guess, uh, around the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow will not play against the Browns in week 18. He's going to rest his knee, uh, get ready for the playoffs with the Bengals already having locked up the AFC North division. So not much for them to play for Joe Mixon will not play as well. He tested positive for COVID-19. So he is out for that game against Cleveland. On the other side, Baker Mayfield has been ruled out. He's finally going to get surgery on that shoulder that has been bothering him all week long. Uh, any interest in Case Keenum or Brandon Allen anywhere in fantasy this week?
1: No, no I, I couldn't do it, especially because no Burrow, no Mixon. It wouldn't surprise me if we get a very limited Higgins and Chase. Maybe they don't even get in the game. Maybe they play, you know, a, a drive or two. But I know on Monday teams were all like, "We're gonna play our starters because that's what we're gonna do." And it's like, "No, you're not. You're all liars." And <laughs> and we're just seeing it as the week continues to unfold. So just. Keep an eye on that. And the Baker news, I'm more interested in, like, it came out today that, like, him and Stefanski aren't getting along and Baker may request a trade. To me, that is a a, a storyline to pay attention to this offseason.
2: Yeah, that's going to be interesting because uh, the Browns are sort of at a crossroads with Baker Mayfield where, you know, he's he kind of is like a replacement level starter at this point. He's perfectly average in a lot of respects. So They got a decision to make and it appears that Baker may not want to be there anymore himself, uh, which, you know, if he's going to do at home insurance commercials, I mean, where is home going to be for him next year? I guess we'll have to to wait and see
1: in uh, and- become an actor if
2: like this quarterback thing doesn't work out. He I mean, may be. I mean, he's, he's really entertaining. Um, <laughs> he is. He's very good. Whatever you think of him as a, as a quarterback, he's, he's actually an entertaining actor, at least in commercials. Uh, you know, he's, he'll be pushing Peyton Manning for, uh, for commercial, <laughs> commercial dominance sometime soon. Um, more quarterback news. This in Minnesota. Mike Zimmer says Kirk Cousins will start on Sunday against the Bears. Uh, if I'm a Vikings fan, this feels a little bit like too little too late. Uh, you know, here we are. We've already been eliminated. Uh, it doesn't really matter at this point. Now, Kirk Cousins is going to come back to play one final game this season. Uh, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, and then in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, returned to practice on a limited basis with his thumb injury. Uh, big game for the 49ers this week in Los Angeles against the Rams. The Rams need a win to try and get that number two seed in the NFC. Uh, the Niners need a win. Uh, to try and lock up a playoff spot. So this uh, has a lot of meaning on both sides. Do you think we'll actually see Jimmy G or is this going to be another Trey Lance showcase?
1: It's everything they're saying is like if Jimmy G is able to suit up, he will be the starting quarterback and I get why a little bit like the I think he's safer and you know a little bit more what you're going to get out of Jimmy G, but the last time we saw him, he cost the Niners the game. So Marcus says like the the Bay Area representative Do you want to see (laughs) Jimmy G or Trey Lance? Because I I think Trey Lance is a lot more exciting for their offense. I want to see Trey Lance. You know, I I want to see what he can do, especially in a pressure
2: situation. I mean, this is this is absolutely crucial. I mean, uh, look, I I feel like we've seen the Jimmy Garoppolo movie. Uh, We sort of know how it ends. I think fans are sort of clamoring to see Trey Lance. And look, personally, if they put in Trey Lance and it doesn't work out, uh, I can't really be upset about it. I think if we go back to the Garoppolo well and it doesn't work out, I think there's a little bit reason to be to be frustrated. I also say this because uh, I plan on going to the game, and I want to see Trey Lance in person. So <laughs> selfishly uh, for myself, I would love to see Trey Lance get the start. But uh, knowing Kyle Shanahan, he's not going to tell us anything until pretty much uh, right up until kickoff or something like that. So, so who really knows? Uh, all right. As we talked about, uh, you know, there are going to be teams that are resting players, which means you're probably going to have to find some alternatives, uh, maybe find some streamers. Uh, I mean, look, I know, Flora, you, you we've talked about this before playing week well, now week 18, what once was week 17. Uh, it is sort of a dicey proposition because you never really know uh, what to do or, or who's going to play. I I don't know if you have any blanket advice to give people this week, other than, you know, my advice is just don't play week 18, but I don't know if you have any other deeper, uh, more insightful advice to give folks about this week.
1: I I agree. Do not play week 18 for seasonal leagues. I think it's fine to play in DFS because you could potentially get an edge because I think there's going to be a lot of people who set their lineup and they're like Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, like that's going to be a lot of fun or uh, the Cowboys or, you know, like the Bengals, like you might get team people who are just throwing together lineups with players and names that they recognize. And if you're playing DFS and you're keeping up to date with the news. I think you get a little bit of an edge there. But in seasonal leagues where you don't have every player available to choose from, there, there's no way you should be playing in week 18. I mean, I've always I've always compared it to
2: like imagine, you know, a real NFL team gets to the Super Bowl and just arbitrarily uh roger goodell says all right well you know what tom brady's got to sit out this week like like it just it it doesn't make sense it's frustrating i feel like you're not playing three-dimensional chess you're just you're just hamstringing yourself for no real reason
1: and i'm seeing people on twitter who are like week 18 we're gonna have starters resting good job nfl it's like did you guys all forget what week 17 was every year before this like like, are you new here
2: (laughs) This has happened every single year. This is not a new thing. It's nothing to do with week eighteen, whatever. Uh, but along those lines, just in case you are still playing seasonal, uh, or maybe you're playing, maybe you're playing for total points in your league or something like that. I uh, figured we should give you some streaming options. So we looked at quarterback, tight end, and defensive options for you to plug in that could uh, help you at least compete this week if some of your regular starters are out. So let's start at the quarterback spot. Who do you feel like is a, a good streaming option?
1: I think Justin Fields is in a really good spot. The last time we saw Justin Fields, he was throwing for his season high yards against this Vikings defense that he's going to be playing. He's been running more as of late. And maybe this is me trying to read into it a little too much. It it feels like the Vikings are kind of deflated and they don't have, like they got eliminated last week on pretty bad situation. Like, and the bears on the other hand, like fields has something to prove. He wants to go into next year on a high note. So I could see, uh, the Vikings defense maybe being even a little bit easier to throw against than they already are. And they're in the top six in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. So uh, I like Justin Fields as a streaming option this week. Definitely like him this week. Uh, I also went with Taysom Hill,
2: who I looked, and he's only rostered in 16% of NFL.com leagues, which to me sort of blew my mind because I feel like we talk about him nearly every week. Uh, but I guess when I when I stepped back and sort of looked at it again, and you look at his his uneven performances from week to week, I guess it makes a little bit more sense. So uh, he's widely available uh, across NFL.com. So you, you can go check it out. I mean, this is a situation for the Saints where they have to win in order to have a shot at the playoffs this year. Uh, that whole offense right now is pretty much just Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. Uh, it's a fairly good matchup against the Atlanta Falcons even if Hill doesn't throw the ball all that effectively, we know what he can do as a runner. Maybe he gets you a rushing touchdown or two. Uh, so if, if you are needing a quarterback, uh, go check out, go take a look at the waiver wire. Cause he very well could be out there and uh, he could be helpful for you this week. Um, over to tight ends, which, you know, I, people have probably been streaming tight ends all year long. So this is nothing new for a, a whole lot of people, but in case you're doing it one last time uh, in the 2021, 2022 season,
1: uh, who should you look for? Yeah, streaming tight end is the thing I will miss least about fantasy football, <laughs> uh, other than setting waivers. But uh, I think Austin Hooper is a solid streaming option this week. Uh, since Odell has left, Austin Hooper's been good for about five targets and like nine or ten fantasy points a week, which isn't great. But if we're talking about a tight end, hey, that's it's a pretty safe floor he brings. Plus, with no Baker Mayfield this week, we've seen backup quarterbacks come in. And I know Case Keenum is – Not your typical backup, but we've seen them come in and really rely on like the short, safe targets of a tight end. So I just think if you're hoping for, you know, like somewhere in the range of eight to like 12 fantasy points, I think Austin Hooper can uh, can fit right into that range.
2: Man, I remember, you know feeling like Austin Hooper was going to be a big thing when he got to, to Cleveland and it hasn't quite worked out that way because they have so many tight ends. Uh, and they also have a quarterback that just doesn't spread the ball around all that much, but this, this could be a good week for him. Um, I'm going to go with Jared cook. Cause you know, he just keeps popping up into our lives every few weeks. It seems um, something tells me, this Chargers Raiders game could end up being kind of a high scoring affair. Um, You know, it, it means something for both of these teams. Obviously this is a, an elimination game, essentially. Uh, I love the running backs, you know, Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler, but you know, those guys are going to be rostered, but Jared cook could still be out there because he's Jared cook and people don't get excited about him, but uh, the Raiders have been bad against tight ends all year long. Uh, We know Justin Herbert can support a number of pass catchers uh, within a game. So, uh, you know, Again, it may not be a huge number, but they can get you a few catches and and maybe a touchdown. You could get a pretty decent streaming game out of Jared Cook. I know it's not exciting. I know people say Jared Cook, and they're like, yeah, but uh, you know, there's an option there for you. Uh, defense. I had a, a harder time coming up with a defense to stream. Just that the matchups weren't particularly great, but uh, you know, we we found a couple. Who who do you have?
1: I definitely went with a little bit of low hanging fruit, but it's the Colts defense because they're playing the Jaguars. I mean, we saw what the Patriots did last week to the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. I, I think the status, is he is two passing touchdowns in his last nine games. Like that wow. is just awful. And there's no James Robinson now. So we know they're going to struggle passing the ball. We know they're going to struggle running the ball. This is a must win game for the Colts and the Colts get a lot of sacks and turnovers and that leads to fantasy points. So I think if you're playing this week, not only are they a good streaming option, they might be the number one defense this week.
2: They very well could be the, the number one defense uh, this week. I think the other drama in Jacksonville is, will the fans show up dressed like clowns? Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, <laughs> that, that story floating around. That they no, I even... haven't. Oh, yeah. So apparently because you know they, they let go of uh, Urban Meyer, obviously, a few weeks ago. But the fans uh, also want Shad Khan to fire GM Trent Balky. Um, And so a number of fans have uh, organized a protest where they're going to show up in clown costumes. Uh, In fact, I I know that uh, in the last week or so, a lot of Jaguar fans have been changing their avatars to clowns in protest of uh, Trent Baalke not being let go. So I'm curious to see how many fans actually show up. It's
1: going to be terrifying for some people.
2: It's going to be really terrifying (laughs) for a lot of people to see a stadium filled with clowns. Uh, so I'm I'm very interested to see uh yeah you know, whether or not that actually happens. Um, my streaming defense, and I'm gonna admit that I don't really love this option, but I picked them because of who they're playing. It's the Washington football team, uh, because they get the Giants this week. And not only have the Giants been pretty roundly awful for a good portion of the season offensively, now they're starting Jake Fromm this week. Um, You know, early in the season when these two teams played, I think Washington had you know their defense had three or four points. It wasn't anything spectacular. Uh, They're able to rack up a few sacks. Uh, again, I know they haven't been great this year, but I'm sort of banking on the Giants being really bad and that Washington sort of backs into a few points here in this one. So, uh, again, I didn't love a lot of the streaming options this week. There weren't a whole lot of good ones. A lot of the offenses that are bad were also playing against bad defenses. Uh, and this is another situation like that here. Um, but I'm just banking on the Giants offense being so bad that Washington could put up a, a halfway decent fantasy number for you. Safe bet. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know what? I, going against Jake Fromm, I feel like I like my chances a little bit. Uh, all right. We will get into some DFS stuff in just a little bit. Take a quick break and come back with more of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. All right. Uh, Of course,
2: now a lot of folks still playing Daily Fantasy in this final week. That makes sense. So we figured we would go over some of the uh, interesting things on both the Saturday and Sunday slate, which I guess, by the way, should remind you, there are two games on Saturday. Uh, The NFL is calling it the season finale, which I really want Saturday's games to start with like a little recap that says like previously (laughs) on the NFL. Like that's what I really want. I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be fun. Uh, So there's two games on Saturday, the rest of the games on Sunday, no Monday night games. Um, Side note, are you old enough to remember when they played Monday night games in like the final week of the season? Yes, but not very well. So the reason they stopped doing it is because a lot of times, you know, they'd schedule out these Monday night games for the final week and you'd get to Monday night. And everything was pretty much locked up. All the playoff spots were locked up. Every you know Everybody knew where, where their seeds were going to be and there was nothing to play for. So a lot of years you would end up with a Monday night game in that final week that was basically a preseason game because teams didn't want to get anybody hurt. They had nothing to gain or lose from playing. And so like a lot of times it would end up looking like that last preseason game of the year. So the NFL sort of wised up and they're like, maybe we should just put all the games on Sunday. Uh, where we don't have to deal with this anymore. So uh, that's why there are no Monday night games in the final week of the we season. We
1: do get a Monday night playoff game this year, though. We do. We do. I forgot about
2: that until a couple weeks ago. Uh, somebody reminded me. I was like, oh, that's right. There is a Monday night game this year. So uh, that'll be interesting. So, uh, But anyway, we started with the the Saturday slate with a couple of games. Uh, we have – who do we have? We have the Chiefs. Uh, I know we have the, the Cowboys and the uh, Eagles, I think, is one of the games. The Chiefs and, and Broncos, Chiefs Broncos. Right, is the other game uh, on Saturday. So, uh, first off, the player on the Saturday slate that you feel like is worth paying up for is?
1: I think it's Darryl Williams, because 5900 is not super expensive, but it, it's looking like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to sit again this week, and Williams just thrives whenever CEH sits. He averages close to 20 points per game. We saw what he did last week, plus... With him not being the typical starter, I'm not sure they'll rest him like they would the others. So, And this is a game where I, I expect the Chiefs just to play their starters throughout because they still have a chance at the one seed. And I think they'll beat up on the Broncos, which could mean more running the ball in the second half. So I like Daryl Williams a lot this week.
2: Well, that's the, the reason that uh, I have Travis Kelsey as the guy to pay up for, because I know that on paper, the matchup is not good, that the Broncos defensively have been pretty good most of the year and have been pretty good against tight ends, but... The Chiefs, look, they don't have a direct path to the one seed. They have to win, uh, and then they need the Titans to lose, but they do have a shot at it. Because they play on Saturday, they can sort of set the stage for this. So I expect we're going to see a lot of their starters play most of the game unless it really gets out of hand. And I think they're going to lean on their stars, which means we're going to see Mahomes throwing the ball to Kelsey, to Tyreek Hill. We're going to see Darrell Williams get a lot of opportunity. So even though the matchup's not good, I think the situation – lends itself to kelsey having a a productive day so i feel like you know at seven thousand, it's worth plugging him in if you're going to play that saturday slate just because the the chiefs need him to to actually do some things um those are the guys uh, with big salaries we're paying up for who's a guy with a big salary that
1: you are trying to avoid i think it's jalen hurts and this is nothing against jalen hurts like i i think he's awesome i think he's one of the best breakout players of the year but The Eagles already had their playoff spot secured. Yeah, maybe they could jump a spot in the seating if the Niners were to lose to the Rams the next day. But I think for teams like this, like they're viewing it as like we want our starters healthy next week. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see Hertz play a little bit and then we see them move in and bring in Garner Minshew to finish out the game. I also... I mean, the Cowboys' defense has been very good as of late as well, and they've been really getting pressure on the quarterback, which just leads to another reason why they might just play it safe and say, we don't want Hurts taking any hits. Let's uh, let him play maybe a drive or two, and then he sits. So I would just be avoiding uh, the, the Eagles quarterback here.
2: Yeah, all signs have sort of pointed toward the Eagles not playing their guys, and I know that you know Nick Sirianni has been sort of coy about it, but I'd be surprised if we saw much or any uh, of a lot of the, the Eagles starters here. Um I'm surprised you didn't take Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm going to take Ezekiel (laughs) Elliott. I considered it. I'm sure you did. I felt like you were just maybe giving him a break because you sort of hammered (laughs) him a lot the last few weeks. Uh, So I will pick up the hammer and I will continue that. Um, You know, 6,700. First off, at least on paper, the matchup's not good. Again, we'll see how many starters for Philadelphia actually play. Uh, And I know Jerry Jones is saying that the Cowboys play. They're playing to win, that they're going to play their starters. Uh, I wonder if Mike McCarthy feels the same way, especially because, yeah, the Cowboys can maybe possibly move up, but a lot of things have to happen. And I just wonder whether or not it's worth uh, sort of pushing the envelope in that situation to try and get the win. So uh, I don't know how much of Ezekiel Elliott we will see. uh, And even still, Uh, Again, the matchup, again, on paper, not particularly great. It's 6,700, I think you can find some better running back options out there. So that's one I I would probably stay away from uh, this week. So if we're talking about big dollar players, uh, we should probably talk about some of the value guys. Uh, Who is your value pick for the week?
1: I'm going with Cedric Wilson here at 4,200. And for a lot of the reasons that we were just talking about, if they're benching their starters, and I do think there's a really good chance the Cowboys – sit cd lamb and amari cooper especially after michael gallup had his season ended last year they know their offense relies on those two receivers if they sit those guys cedric wilson becomes the default wide receiver one on the dallas cowboys at only 4200 we know he could play he showed us that last week we also know he could throw a little bit he could run maybe they get a trick player or two going for him but i just think he could see a good amount of volume if lamb and cooper sit so i would try to get him in at, at just 4200
2: well, I will go Kenneth Gainwell at 4,100. Uh, again, I mean, we're talking about guys sitting. And right now, pretty sure Miles Sanders is not going to play because of that hand injury. Jordan Howard is banged up. I think Boston Scott is, is questionable for the game as well. So it, it could be a situation where... Gainwell might be the only option available for Philadelphia. So even if you don't like him against that Dallas defense, I think the potential for so much volume uh, in a run-heavy offense makes him worth plugging in there. And at 4,100, that gives you some flexibility. Maybe to go big in some other spots. Uh, again, if you want to go with, say, a Travis Kelsey or a Darrell Williams uh, having a guy like Gainwell in there kind of gives you that flexibility to do something like that. So uh, I think this is one for me where opportunity sort of trumps everything else. And if Gainwell is the guy, uh, he should get the ball plenty on Saturday. Uh, that gets us to the Sunday slate. So we'll, uh, we'll go through the same categories for all the games that we will see on Sunday. And there are a lot of them uh, of all those guys who is the big name player, the big salary player worth
1: paying up for. I mean, this isn't going to be a surprise to anyone, but I think it's Josh <laughs> Allen. Like, Josh Allen is in a spot where the Bills need to win to clinch the division, and and they want that. Like, Sean McDermott was on Good Morning Football today uh, earlier this week saying, like, that is a goal for them since the start of the season, and now they have a chance to do it at home. I don't expect the starters to get benched in this one, at least unless it's uh, ugly late, maybe then it does. But if it's a close game, I think the starters will be in there. Allen, we know he could throw all over the Jets. He's been running a whole lot lately. And Stephon Diggs' best game of the year came against the Jets. So I I like kind of stacking those two if I'm playing on Sunday.
2: Well, uh, I'm going to go Cooper Cup, who I think is – the most expensive player uh, across DraftKings. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, 9,700. Yes, you will pay a pretty penny to get Cooper Cup in your lineup. But one, I mean, have you seen what he's done this year? (laughs) Uh, Let's just start with that. But also because the 49ers uh, really have struggled in the secondary. I mean, look, Cooper Cup has torched good secondaries. And the Niners don't have a great secondary by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, You know, we talked about how much this game means for both of these teams. So, uh, I would think that we're going to see plenty of Stafford to Cup in this game on Sunday. And, you know, again, I would start with him. Uh, in fact, getting confirmation. Cup is indeed the highest salaried player on DraftKings. So there you go. But uh, I think you'll see plenty of Stafford to Cup. And it's worth plugging him in and trying to figure out how to build around him uh, in your lineup. Uh, who is the high salary player that we should probably stay away from on Sunday?
1: Cooper Cup is the most expensive. Devontae Adams is right behind him, and there's no way I would be paying $9,400 to get Devontae Adams into my lineup this week. Look, I know it's a good matchup. I know he's Devontae Adams, and the Packers are one of the best offenses in football. The Packers are also the only team in football that can gain literally nothing from a win this week. They've already had the one seed locked in. We're, we've been talking about it being the last dance all year. I think they want to get Devontae Adams the record. I believe he's like 21 yards away from breaking Jordy Nelson's franchise record. But after that, why why risk him? So I think the starters play a little bit in this game. They get Adams that record. He gets to walk off the field and celebrate. And I don't think we see him after that. Well, to keep
2: that theme going, uh, that's why I said avoid Aaron Rodgers this week because for all of the reasons that you just listed for Devontae Adams, there's absolutely nothing to gain here. uh, I would think, apart from one sports writer who apparently is a bum. Uh, I pretty feel pretty much feel like Aaron Rodgers may have the MVP award locked up at this point. Uh, you know, maybe they leave him out there to help Devontae Adams get that record. Then they can fist bump. They can walk off the field together. They can call it a day, and they can you know sit and sip hot cocoa and you know watch Jordan Love and the rest of the Packers go try to get it done this weekend. So, uh, 7,800 seems like a lot uh, in terms of salary to plug in for a guy that you don't know how long he's going to play. Ah, uh, because the Packers, like you said, have absolutely nothing to play for in this game except maybe just putting up some stats for a few guys to maybe help some guys hit some some contract incentives, and and that's about it. Um, so we'll finish this up though with the value pick for Sunday. Uh, who you got?
1: I-, I spoke about Justin Fields earlier in the show, and and that's who I'm I'm gonna pick here as well. I mean. I just love the matchup that he's been running more that he's, you know, his best passing game of the year came against the Minnesota Vikings. So I just think if you're saving a little bit of money, I think Justin feels at 5,400 brings a good amount of upside this week.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz, uh, who I know has been up and down this week. And I know you and you and Patrick Claibon sort of went uh, head <laughs> to head uh, about his, his prospects this week uh, on fantasy live, but he's playing the Jaguars and Uh, the Colts need a win. I mean, this is an important game for them. They've got to get a win. I do think there's going to be a lot of Jonathan Taylor, but I also think they're going to need Carson Wentz to be effective and throw the football against the Jaguars. So uh, 5,800 is sort of a value there potentially. And again, allowing you maybe to have some flexibility elsewhere uh, in your lineup. So even though he's been, you know, sort of an enigma sometimes, I think this is a week you can sort of plug him into the lineup and and count on some things uh, in a good way. Uh, So it should be a full, fun weekend of football for that final week. Uh, We were talking before about being able to just sit in and uh, kind of be fans. Uh, Any game in particular you were especially looking forward to?
1: I mean, my my fan bias is going to come out here. I'm looking forward to the Bills (laughs) beating the Jets and getting to talk to all my Jet fan friends about how we won the division against them. But Besides that, I think the game of the week is Chargers Raiders pending a a Colts loss because then they could just knee the ball the whole time if they want. I know NBC <laughs> will love that, but uh I think that is the the clear game of the week. And the one you're going to is a really good one as well.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about 49ers Rams. I mean, it is a long-standing rivalry. It's funny too because I remember uh, when I was a kid growing up, the 49ers dominated that rivalry for years and years. And then the Rams got good and sort of took it back. And now like these teams kind of go head up. Although the, the Niners have, I think a five game winning streak. Uh, against yeah, the Yeah. Shanahan right now. kind
1: of has, has had McVay's number.
2: Yeah, he really has. So this is a, a big one because the winning streak is sort of on the line. Both these teams really need this game uh, in order for, for their playoff situations. Uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. It's funny though. You talk about the, the, you know, what the Colts losing and, Both the Raiders and Chargers having a chance to get in. Brandon Staley says they're not going to, you know, collude for a tie in this one. Um, We'll see. You know, this this feels like this feels like the season finale of of Ted Lasso season one, where all of a sudden they realize, (laughs) hey, we only need a tie. Like, let's get a tie.
1: Um, But but we'll see. So Marcus uh, Cooper Cooper Cup needs 171 yards to get to 2,000 first time ever. Do you think you see it happen?
2: i don't i think he has a big game but 171 it's a lot um, it's a lot even for cooper cup it's a lot So, (laughs) so i could see him having a really good game i'm not sure he gets to 171 but hey man uh, it'll be worth watching, so uh, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So, uh, For all of you out there, though, who are still playing, I guess if you're still playing seasonal, best of luck to you this week. Uh, and for those of you playing DFS, certainly enjoy it. In the meantime, that'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. And we'll talk to you next week.